Hey, Storm Freaks, this is Phil, and we're bringing Weather Nation meteorologist Meredith Garfalo to you on episode 121. I mean, gosh, it probably was about like three or four school buses long. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. It's overwhelming. Oh. And that's the best word I can use to describe it is it's overwhelming. And what's a show without hashtag weather fools, wasted weather clips, and of course, Weather Trollbot 5000. <laughs> Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Everybody, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. It's brought to you by the Drive Weather app. Get the hourly forecast along your winter route. You can download Drive Weather now from your app store. I want a special shout-out and thanks to our Patreon members for supporting the show and those of you joining us live tonight as we record with our guests. You can you can join us like new member Curtis. You can go to patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks and uh, find all the options there. And before we get to our guests, let's uh, let's see which of our co-hosts are joining us at the bar tonight. Uh, it's always happy hour when we record this thing. I don't care what time it is uh, or, or what time zone you're in. Right, It's 5 o'clock somewhere, right? So let's uh, start with MJ up in Minnesota. Uh, what are you drinking, MJ? All right. I, tonight I have a more traditional rum and coke in a smaller glass than I'm accustomed to, but that's good for me. <laughs> that Ooh. is going, a short glass. Going cheap on us, man. Well, there's always yeah. refills, right? Right, MJ? This is true. All right, Greg. Greg's in Canada. Well, you you got to be drinking something. Oh, uh, man. I, listen, I'm doing a little bit different today. I'm actually double fisting. So Yo. feeling a little tired. So I've got some coffee in my coffee mug, and then I've got a gin and tonic okay. on the go right now as well. Uh, I didn't know where uh, I didn't I couldn't decide so interesting uh, interesting Hitting them both combination all right that's mm -hmm. fair Dina Dina's down in Atlanta what are you drinking Dina just a nice little glass of Merlot chilling nothing too okay. fancy all right well hey we're, we're not the most entertaining weather podcast for nothing all right Matt uh, what are you drinking well <clears throat> Mark I've got wild turkey 101 and coke what? Just to, you know, very yes. nice, very nice. Yes. Top of your glass was missing right there for the green screen effect. So I, was you know, I, I, think, I, I always remember hearing that uh, Wild Turkey, who, who was it? Whoever, whatever um, rock stars were in the plane crash that that died, like uh, was it Buddy Holly and uh, the day the music died? Richie Valens. Valens. Yeah, Richie Valens. Yeah. I heard they were drinking wild turkey. That's just really. Oh, what I heard. It's got some rye in it. I have a hard time with the pumpernickel seeds. They get stuck in there. <laughs> All right, Brady. Uh, Brady up in Columbus. What are you drinking? You know, I'm going to the beach in about a week, so uh, drinking some Michelob Ultra because got to keep you know the got to keep the washboard abs. You know, so. <laughs> Dude, you're you're in a you're in a high COVID state. You're gonna go get Florida busted up again. Aren't oh, you? please! I was in I was in Florida back when Florida was the high COVID state, and it was not bad. So no, wait, wait. Are you talking it. like a beach at Lake Erie? Is that what you're? No, talking no, about no, no, no. I'm going to Florida, baby. <laughs> I, I am getting away from the snow, man. I hate it. You All should right. do the Aww. whole polar bear dip thing. That's what you should be doing. Oh, come on, we're, we're, we're getting three inches, and you know, New York's getting forty inches from the same storm. That's that's brutal. You know, All right, guys, let's uh, let's get to what people are actually here to listen to. 
<laughs> what, not Brady's abs? No. Anyway, <clears throat> all right. Hey, Meredith Garfalo is joining us tonight. She joined the Weather Nation TV in 2017. Now, she's been live out in the field during destructive tropical storms on the Gulf Coast of Florida, Brady, raging wildfires in Southern California, Brady, and covered the wreckage from tornadoes in the Great Plains. Now, prior to joining Weather Nation, Meredith worked in Santa Barbara, Rapid City, South Dakota, Sarasota, and began her career as an intern at WGN-TV in Chicago. Wow. She received a bachelor's degree in meteorology from Valparaiso University. Welcome, Meredith. Which Thank is your favorite spot? Oh, my gosh. I'm sure I have people that will be listening from everywhere that will say, yeah. you got to pick us. But, you know, I, I do really – you know, I have to say, to be all honest, when I first got the job offer in Rapid City, I was like, where is it? And I felt so terrible, <laughs> and all my social studies professors would be so mad at my geography. But I really did enjoy the Black Hills, and I think everywhere I've lived has something special about it. The Black Hills in South Dakota were so exciting because I grew up in Cleveland, so when you were talking about the beach on Lake Erie, I was snickering behind the scenes. Um, but I, I think that got me excited about hiking and being outdoors. The beaches on the Gulf Coast of Florida were fantastic. Siesta Key, the white sand beaches, I love that. Santa Barbara, you can't beat mountains, and then also being right near the ocean. And then here in Denver, the Rockies, I mean, I think I'm just a nature girl at heart, which I guess that makes sense since I'm a meteorologist, right? Meredith will be running for Congress soon with that. <laughs> you were from Cleveland. I'm from the suburbs there. Where did where did you grow up? I was born and raised in Parma. So if you go straight down I-77, ooh, do you I know my grandparents live there? My sister oh. lives there. Yep. All family. So yeah. All right. Got another buckeye. Woohoo! Go oh. Oh wait. I O. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> you guys just got the world's. You guys just got the world's biggest eye roll from Phil. So, so I want to, and I live in Ohio, so that just Me FYI. Too. But anyway, I so I want to know a little bit, Meredith. I, I, tr I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know a ton about Weather Nation. I have watched it on Pluto TV uh, a handful of times um, uh, because I don't get cable, so. A, Sorry, Dina, but I don't watch, which you probably wouldn't care. I don't watch the Weather Channel. I do follow it on the app. Well, that's um, my but, job, so thank right, you. That's right, right, right. <laughs> so on, so I just tell us a little bit about Weather Nation and, and kind of what their strengths are in, in the world of national TV weather. Well, it's really exciting because I cover the national forecast, just like you'll see with other national weather networks. But... I also get to do regional forecasts. And so I cover from New York City down to Florida. I'll cover Rapid City down to Dallas. And then I'll do more specific regional forecasts from, say, Seattle down to Santa Barbara. And it's fun because I get to use a lot of my local television experience with my national forecasting. And it's a lot of teamwork, which is fantastic because, like with some of the other national networks, you have your co anchors. And the nice thing is, you've got people from all over the country that come together and they bring their experience. And so I get to use all my experience in markets to help out when we have, for example, a Santa Ana wind event in Southern California or a Great Lakes snow event because that's where I grew up. And then I'm also working with people that were deep in the heart of Texas and forecast there and Myrtle Beach. And so 
pretty much every single day I'm covering the top weather headlines, but I'm also helping produce forecasts for specific regions like the Northeast, for example. And I also do Caribbean forecasting. So I get to channel my inner Caribbean, I wish I was on the beach, tropical kind of situation. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? Right? Did you get a a forecast this past snowstorm? I did a few days, the more of the leading up to it. I was actually off yesterday and today. So it was more of the preparedness forecasting that I got to do. And gosh, snow events are tough. I'll be honest. Any meteorologist knows they are very tough. I think snow is the hardest thing because if you don't get the precip type right, it's all, if it mixes in with sleet or rain, it changes your totals completely. The forecasting was really great on this event though. Um, Like it, it seemed to come in pretty close to uh, what the forecast was. So that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. good. Mm-hmm. So, so, so tell me, I, I, I'm sorry, I want to jump in just a little bit more because I do want to find out a little bit more about Weather Nation. So I know you guys, so obviously you talked about all the, the forecasting that you do for various areas, obviously around the country and some extended parts of that. But what I guess, you know, what What was the history of the of Weather Nation? What's their What's their goal? What are they trying to accomplish you know, in the global um, format, you know, and because you're obviously you're competing with the Weather Channel. Um, so I, I want to know kind of Weather Nation, what's what's their goal? What are they trying to do? Well, I think what we really are strong at is we do weather 24-7. So you can turn on Weather Nation any time of day, even overnight. And we've got forecasts that are always running whether it's the national or the regional. And so we just want to be a source of weather information that people know that it doesn't matter where you are across the country or what time of day, you always have an option to get the forecast and the most up-to-date forecast from us. And as I mentioned, I think what's awesome is we do not just the national part, but the regional part. So say there's nothing happening in the Northeast, you're still going to get your forecast within every hour of every day. Yes, but do you have Jim Cantori's voice in every city every eight minutes? <laughs> well, I guess I could. I guess I have to do voices. What is that, Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire? I do voices. <laughs> thunder snow. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say thunder snow, and you'll be good. You'll have it. So, so Meredith, so Meredith, I have a question. I think sometimes we get uh, people who do you know national forecasting on this on this show. And a lot of them have, um, you know, experience like yours where they worked in local markets and then they worked in the national market. Do you miss forecasting at the lo- uh, local level or do you like forecasting at the national level better? You know, that's such a good question. I get asked that all the time because I really enjoy the national forecast because I'm talking to people all over the country and I'm also learning while I'm forecasting. So if I haven't done a forecast for that area before, like when I started here, I get to learn from every event and become a better forecaster. But You know, I do miss the get down to it street level mapping, like when you have tornado warnings and I know the area, like the dry cleaner over there on 10th Street, and I can give, you know, more of those really in-depth forecasts. Whereas when you're forecasting nationally, you don't have as much time to prepare because you're literally preparing a forecast for the entire United States and the Caribbean. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, so run through your day at Weather Nation, like minute by minute. Go. Minute by minute. Well, since I work a ten-hour shift, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> no, so like when you, what time do you go in, and then tell us what you, what is it? You know, is that different there than it has been in any of the other stations you were at? 
Well, we do a lot more weather. And as I was mentioning, I do, uh, I work four days a week and I work 10 hours a day. And so it's a shorter work week, but it's a lot more forecasting during the day. I'm either upstairs for half of my shift or I'm downstairs preparing forecasts and updating our regional forecasts and our Caribbeans and putting stuff out on social media and updating web stories. And so, I mean, when I get in, I literally have a meeting with my team for the evening since I come in at 11.30 a.m. local time. I used to be on the morning shift and we were just talking about that earlier. So I'm finally getting a little bit more sleep recently, which is nice, but it's coming in, getting your forecasting, highlighting those top stories, seeing where we can reach out to people and get that local information. And I really enjoy setting up interviews and doing networking with local National Weather Service offices. Or if it's a big topic, like for example, we just had the the launch earlier from the Crew Dragon mission and talking to the astronauts before or setting up interviews with NASA and NOAA and, and getting those fun science interviews that gets people excited about not just the weather that's happening, but the science that's going on all across the country. Sometimes that's part of my day and I really enjoy that as well. Are the astronauts crazy? Are they actually <laughs> They're super cool. They're just yeah. like us. They're like, yep, about to yeah. go up into space. They're all chill. They're not stressed at all. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I don't even know how I'd mentally prepare for a rocket launch. <laughs> See, Maz, you can be an astronaut too, man. You could be an astronaut. Too. You're about to call me a space cadet, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Meredith, I, I have a, a, a question about your, your background. So you've done uh, obviously the, the kind of anchor role, but obviously some reporting as well. What do you prefer? Do you be, prefer being in the studio, doing the forecast, and, or do you prefer like, oh my gosh, there was a tornado, I'm gonna go out and, and meet people and cover that story. Where, where does your, 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 like, which is more exciting for you uh, in, that, in that sense? Well, I have to say, I do love being in the studio and being able to help keep people calm, but also get across tornado warnings or breaking information with hurricanes and flash flooding. But I think my passion is just being out with the people, being out with the viewers that watch us and helping them tell their stories and helping tell the story through their eyes. Because at the end of the day, when we think about television, people want to watch and they want to have that connect. They don't want to just look and be like, oh, Look at that girl up on TV. Like they want to feel that they're a part of everything. And so I think my favorite is being out in the field and covering the story and safely showing what's going on. But then before and after talking to people about how they're preparing and, and bringing it to reality and afterwards showing people that these things can happen. And even after the worst storms that together we can always recover, whether it's a community or a state or even a nation in general. And are you still getting a chance to do that now the actual in the field reporting not as much as i would like but if really? there's an opportunity i'm always the first to put my hand up like when there's a snowstorm here in denver i'm like send me out i've got a very warm winter coat <laughs> so what what's the most yeah, memorable uh in field situation that you've been in and why was it so memorable That's an easy question because it's something i still think about to this day so i had a great opportunity i was networking with the folks at lockheed martin before i moved here to colorado and then i got out here with weather nation and found out that the goes s satellite which is now goes west was made here in colorado and that's where it was tested over its year or months of testing and so i said well you know, I'd love to get up close and personal with the satellite and learn more about it and teach our viewers about it. So I did a behind the scenes interview with them. And then they invited me to be 
the only meteorologist in the entire country to actually fly with the satellite from here down to Florida to kind of talk about the journey the satellite has to go on and introduce people to the mechanics behind it and the military members that have the responsibility of flying this plane. And so I literally was up before the sun with my photographer at Buckley Air Force Base and we were watching the satellite, the big crates get taken in a big procession from Lockheed Martin all the way down to Buckley Air Force Base and then loaded onto the plane and then actually getting into the plane with the military to fly down to Florida and then yeah. getting into Florida and then talking to some of these people at NASA that were, you know, they've, they've watched the process from behind the scenes, but then here comes the satellite. And it, I mean, you stand next to the, the, the C5 Super Galaxy and I never realized how small it was <laughs> compared to that and then the satellite. And then, you know, that was one trip. And then a few months later for the launch, I was fortunate enough to be sent back to Florida with the photographer to cover the launch and to just continue the story. So literally from it testing here at Lockheed Martin to the actual launch happening, I mean, it was the most incredible experience and being able to tell that story and bring it to life and, and also bring it to viewers that, may not know a lot about the science or the satellites or technology and, and, and let them know the importance of our next generation of, of satellites that are going to be watching over us. It's so cool to see how I guess you jacked up you check. are over <laughs> this like science technology thing. It's so cool. It's really neat. Oh, I love it. You know, and a lot of meteorologists, they don't like reporting. But I feel like when I find a topic I'm passionate about, whether it's science or whether it's STEM careers or even community, when I was working in local TV, like I feel like all the experience I gained being a one woman band reporter in my first three stations and not having a photog and literally having to shoot my video, write my stories, edit it, then do my hair and makeup and be live for the five o'clock news. I'm very grateful for that because I feel like it's made me a very good storyteller. And now I can consider myself a science journalist and get these opportunities with NASA and NOAA and Lockheed Martin and the National Weather Service and take these real cool station scientist initiatives and get the public excited about it and the viewers at home. Right on. Well, you know what, and 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 a great Twitter follow, by the way. You're the highlight of my my Twitter feed uh, for sure. So, real pleasure. <laughs> well, I'm excited. You follow me too. So, thanks, Greg. <laughs> I'm curious how big the satellite is. Like, yeah, what can you compare oh. to? How big is this thing? Oh my gosh. Well, recently I got to go and get a sneak peek preview of Ghost T, which is the next one that's going to launch next year, and. So when GOES-S was in testing, it was more closed up, but they actually had the satellite open a few weeks back with its wing out and its panels and everything. And I mean, gosh, it probably was about like three or four school buses long. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. It's overwhelming. Oh. And that's the best word I can use to describe it is it's overwhelming and I think what were they saying? Like the weight of it um, with fuel is like fourteen or fifteen thousand pounds. Wow! If wow. you can imagine, if you, if you run into that thing in space, it's going to cause some damage. Is basically yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, it's I'll impressive. tell you what. I I, I want to say this. You know, all the all the South Pole elves know that winter storms can can really be crazy we've just kind of gone through some already and and if you're in a vehicle and you get stuck in the wrong place at the wrong time uh, it can be nasty but i want you to know there is an app that can make your next road trip more enjoyable 
faster and, and in best of all, it's going to make it safer. And the Drive Weather app, it shows you the forecast only on your route at the time you're expected to be at each point. Uh, an interactive time slider at the bottom lets you change your departure time and see how the forecast actually affects the weather on your route by leaving at different times. So you might find out that, you know, I better not leave now because by the time I get to Philadelphia, it's going to be nasty. And if I move the slider two hours later and I leave two hours later, uh, the storm will have passed and I'll be okay. So that, that's what's kind of neat about it. And now you can even compare routes without having to do a new search. So it'll give you a couple different options to look at. So don't get caught on the roads at the wrong time with your angry South Pole elf. Uh, Drive Weather is available on iOS and Android. Just visit your app store and download Drive Weather for free. Hey, it's time to take a break. Uh, we do have a new Titan U Minute, so stay tuned for that. And we'll be right back with Meredith and the lightning round. So stay tuned. Tornado Titans is where we capture incredible skies, and we teach you to do it too. It's coming right for us. Get ready for the Titan U Minute. Hey everyone, it's Saner. So you want to improve your chase day forecast, but also want some shortcuts to finding the best target area. I'm here today with a bit of a storm chasing forecast hack that will get you 90% of the way to a good forecast. Now, these model graphics I'm about to discuss are, when taken together, a pretty good summation of everything else you could look at. While I personally recommend a more holistic approach, you can certainly get a good idea about where you could be on any given day just using these. The first, and I laugh about it because it's an old chaser joke, is EHI. This index combines instability and helicity for a combined total that gives you a good idea about where the atmosphere is either or both unstable with wind shear. Combine EHI with the supercell composite and you can get a good idea about where the best overall bullseye is for parameters combining for a good solid target. Remember, the bigger the numbers here, the better your target looks. If you use these two in combination with bulk shear values, and for those, look for anything over 30 knots for supercells, as well as 850 millibar winds, anything over 30 knots here also indicates a strong low-level jet for tornadoes, and you could be a long way towards picking the right target. These indexes tend to be somewhat redundant, but each will have minor differences. When put together, these all four are going to be 90% of the way towards a forecast, but just remember, the final 10% is likely the most important piece. We have a lot of educational materials on tornadotitans.com. That's tornadotitans.com. Come check out Titan U, where you can learn all about storms, storm spotting, and you can also watch us chase from the comfort of your home. Visit us at tornadotitans.com. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we're with Weather Nation's Meredith Garfalo. And Meredith, I, I got a question for you a little bit. So you've been at a number of different uh, local uh, TV places before Weather Nation. Um, even in college, I guess. Tell me a little bit, who have been some of the heroes that have inspired you along the way that have been in TV and have, have kind of inspired you to go, that's the route I want to go? Well, I'm not sure how much you know about my passion for meteorology. I've been wanting to be a meteorologist since I was three. 
And oh. so, yeah, my That's mom awesome. survived the super outbreak in Xenia, Ohio, in, back in 1974, wow. uh, April 3rd and 4th. And for some conversation when I was three, she told me about surviving. And she said that she was in a house. All of a sudden, she heard the hail breaking through the front windows, went out, went to the front door, saw the tornado forming across the street went down in the basement and in Ohio that you have those basements where you'll have that level that you can kind of see through the windows up there. And she said it touched down in the backyard of the house that she was at. The house next door is a split level. The second level was gone and everything else on the street was wiped out. Wow. And then she- wow. You're basically Joe from Twister. Oh my God. I guess, I guess so. A brunette Joe, right? Right. <laughs> and um, she just volunteered with the Red Cross to help people and I think it was fate. I'm a big believer in things happening for a reason. And at three, I just felt that I wanted to help warn people of damaging storms and save lives. And so for all of the newbies, or I guess you would say the younger generations, it was like a Facebook live. I made a forecast on my Fisher Price tape recorder. And I was warning uh, people about how to survive a tornado by jumping in your toilet and closing the lid, which now I don't know how that would make sense. You <laughs> <laughs> pass your swim test first. <laughs> oh, God. This is at age three? I was three. I was That's three years wild. old. <laughs> and so I grew up watching all the Cleveland meteorologist legends, Dick Goddard, Betsy yeah, Cleveland. Dick Goddard. Mm -hmm. And so those were my heroes, I guess you could say, growing up. And then I just pretty much read every single NOAA and Nova tornado videos. I was watching those. I was renting them from the library. I mean, I was a serious geek my entire childhood into adulthood. And I guess if I had to pick like one person that was the biggest mentor or influencer in my life, and I'm not sure how many of you remember him, but the late Richard Puzo. He was a chief meteorologist in Cincinnati, Ohio. And when I was a freshman at Valpo, he was at one of the uh, NWA conferences and I met him and he just took me under his wing and he was always supportive. And then when I graduated and throughout my entire career before his death, he was always a phone call away. Even he'd have a busy work day and he'd still make time for me if I needed to cry over something that was going on or if I lost a job or if I got a new job and I was really excited about it. And he just taught me so much about the TV business and when he when he passed, it was it was heartbreaking. But I really think I wouldn't be where I'm at in my career today had it not been for him just being so open and honest and just always being a mentor that I mean, I, I could always count on him, even even until up to his last year, because he died from um from a, from sorry, I get choked up, but cancer. brain cancer. Yeah. And right. so um, but you know, I talked to his wife after that, and you know, she was just like Meredith he really was proud of you oh, and aw. yeah i mean it was tough but to have a mentor like that inspired me but it also has motivated me to be the best mentor i can because you just never know whether it's one word or one moment that could change somebody else's life and the trajectory of their career you got to know ruth ann too she's great they're great people. She, amazing people yep he and i used to hang we were the only italian people <laughs> so jeff ruby used to invite us to his birthday parties <clears throat> nobody knew we didn't know he sent me a dead fish uh, with a with a ransom ransom note and i was i was new to the area i'm like I don't know what this. 
I just received a ransom note for a birthday. What is it? <laughs> he was always there. He's like, hey, Masara, how you doing? Anyway, hey. He's a good guy, wow. right? Yeah, sure wow. is. Wow. Mm. Mm. Meredith, I have a question for you about Weather Nation. So you say you come in, you help to do the forecast. Like, do you have, how is it structured there? Because I was at the Weather Channel for a long time, so I, I like to compare you know what other meteorologists do like do you come in are you producing it or do you have weather producers um are you actually doing the forecast or how like like do you have separate people who do separate things or do you all do you have to do everything we have a lead weather producer but for the most part we do everything we come in we put our shows together if we need assistance with building graphics some of our our managers or our lead weather producer will help us out, but literally I'm coming in, I'm producing my shows with my co-anchor or co-anchor sometimes. And then when it's our time to go upstairs, we go upstairs and we, we do it all. So how much Usually going do you upstairs before you start? Well, let's see, for example, I come in at 1130. So the earliest sometimes I could be on the air is one o'clock or two. And That's I- not that long. No, and I, I do my own hair and makeup. So yeah, you could spend more time in hair and makeup. I've I've known a lot of people in hair and makeup longer. And you know, if you're doing graphics, you're doing you're checking the weather, you're doing everything. That's a lot to do wow. in a short amount of time. It made I mean, me that, the best multitasker, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So uh, listen, I, uh, Meredith, I, I, I mentioned earlier that I had a question for you. I have two daughters, and you brought up the topic of STEM and, you know, being involved in science and technology. Advice for young women, um, you know, getting into the, into the field. Anything, that, anything you got, because I'll pass it on to my girls. Oh, I mean, I'm such an advocate for STEM careers, whether it's my field of meteorology, whether it's engineers. I mean, there's so much progress. And I say that because when I graduated from college, I was the only female in my graduating class to go into TV broadcasting and meteorology. And now you see a lot more, you see a lot more chief meteorologists leading the weather teams, but it's always, I think it's always going to be a challenge because it's a field where it always started off as a man's field. And, you know, you'd be on a weather team and you were the only female with three or four other males. And so it's, it's not going to be easy. I'll tell you that firsthand. I mean, mm -hmm. some people get things handed to them. I never had anything handed to me. I had to work my way up with my career. I, I had to take jobs and lose jobs. And I think one of the biggest things I always like to tell people, and I, I know it sounds cliche, but you can't ever give up on your dream. And I think it really hits home to me because I had a female professor my freshman year, not like my grades. I wasn't the best at math and science. I struggled, but I knew what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I wanted to learn the field of meteorology. And she told me my freshman year, you really should reconsider your field. I don't Ugh. think you know what it takes to be wow. a wow. That's awful. Let's yeah. go get her. So Mer Meredith, <laughs> we have so many examples on Weather Trollbot where really bright, talented, smart, uh, women get trolled for what they wear or the way their voice sounds or, you know, any of these these kinds of things. Do you have a moment like a punch in the face, like I want to tackle you right now moment? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I have been called pretty much everything in the book. I've been too fat. I've been too skinny. 
I haven't been pretty enough. I've been, I, I saw someone say, God, that girl's ugly. Get her off the air. Um, I've literally heard rude. every, I know, rude, right? I've heard everything. And you know, rude. <laughs> you know, I just, I've heard it all, but I really think something that should be taught in college, especially for the younger um, girls is you're going to always have people that hate you. You're going to always have people that love you. And unfortunately, a lot of times it's the negativity that we focus on versus all the positives that we're doing. And so you just have to grow a thick skin and it's going to take time. I mean, I'm going into, let's see, 2008. I mean, I'm going into almost 12 years in the TV business and I still get hurt by some of the comments and I still get hurt by the things that are said versus all the positive things that I hear. And I just think it's, it's part of this business. You have to understand that, but you also, I think, and this is something I'm really strong about. I know it's easy to put people out there and to, you know, maybe share something when somebody's negative to you and, and and say what they said. And I think there's sometimes it's a time and place for that. But, you know, if you're sharing what people said about you and saying nasty stuff about them, it's just as bad as that person. So you have to learn to take the high road, suck it up sometimes. But then there's other times when you're going to have to defend yourself when it's something that is worth defending, if that makes sense. Get a filing cabinet and keep all your positive notes in there. When you get down, you just open that cabinet and go, you know what? It's yes. all good. I, I always remember. Your mom's, your mom's watching because she would definitely, <laughs> definitely be proud of you. But they you're are. on TV and they're not. So that's men, right. Men, men, men. So that is the sound, uh, folks. It's time for a lightning round. Uh, so, so Meredith, this is our game show of flashy and, and I say brilliant. Uh, because, so do you come up with these questions? Is that yeah. why you say brilliant? Because it has to do with, with uh, lightning, but uh, I don't know that they're always brilliant. But we always oh, invite wait, wait, everybody. wait. I thought it's lightning. Yeah, with an E. Lightning. 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 No, it's the lightning. I have to. I have to. That's the Fisher Price in her. It's my greatest pet peeve. (laughs) Your greatest pet peeve? It is. I don't understand that. I really don't. Why that's such a big pet peeve. I I mean, I get it. You might spell it wrong, but, you know, I just spelled your wrong. I spelled it Y-O-U-R in our private chat instead of with the apostrophe E. But Phil probably spelled it in the end. Anyway, let's, let's get to the game because this is the fun part. So we invite everybody to always play along with us and especially our Patreon members that are watching us live in the chat. Uh, but so here's the scoop. Uh, Meredith, I know you are a singer. Uh, really? I have seen you tweet uh, uh, karaoke stuff. I've seen... Uh, I've seen you do uh, on on YouTube national anthems, and you are a singer. And obviously, it's the holidays, and so Maz, you're going to like this. But we're gonna we're gonna play a little game tonight uh, that that is called Naughty Christmas Lyrics. Oh, <laughs> Naughty Christmas Lyrics. Bait and, and switch. He, you know, here's what's funny. So I'm I'm gonna go through some lyrics with you, and and these are like well-known Christmas songs that kind of make you second guess a little bit what they might be singing about but your goal your goal is to tell me what what the song is like what what is the actual song that that these lyrics are from and i'll tell you what i'll give you bonus points if you want to sing the song (laughs) i might take you up on that okay all right so 
So here we go. And, and I'll tell you what, if you don't get it right, what we always do is I turn it over to the freaks and they get an opportunity to jump in and, and uh, say so as well. And so, get it wrong. Yeah. All right. So here we go. So, so the first one, uh, the first, these are the lyrics. Then I saw mommy tickle Santa Claus underneath his beard. So snowy white. Name that song. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Very good. Well done. Uh, All right. I'll give you 10 points for that for singing it. All right. Here's the next one. Oh, come over here and help me trim the tree. I want to wrap you up, baby. Then you'll see you're the only present I need. Name that song. I feel like it's a Hallmark Christmas song. Oh, no. Oh, God. Please <laughs> not. It's not. All right. What's your guess? All right. I'll turn it over to the freaks. Freaks, you got any, Santa any baby. idea? Oh, oh, Christmas tree? That's Santa Baby. Maz, you Santa got it. Right. Santa Baby. Baby. Wow. As soon as you did the Earth the Kid first, I'm like, oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's all right. That's all right. Here we go. Moving on to the next one. Uh, hang up your pretty stockings and turn off the light. Santa Claus is coming down your <laughs> chimney tonight. Stop reading it like that, Phil. <laughs> They're lyrics. I'm it's not penthouse letters, Phil. Like, <laughs> My mother has signed <laughs> off. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ma. All right, Meredith, you have an idea what song that is? Oh, oh my God. No, do it again. Read do it again. again. One, one more time. time Let's listen one more time. Right. Hang up your pretty stockings and turn off the light. Santa Claus is coming down your chimney tonight. <laughs> it's not Santa Claus is coming to town, is it? Uh, is it? That is incorrect. Uh, close, but freaks. Any well, idea? That's what it was. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. It is uh, Santa Claus is back in town. Elvis Presley. Oh, Elvis. Oh. Back in town. So you were close, but it just wasn't the same song. But the, the name of the song is close. All right, Meredith, here we go. Next one. You're going to get this one, I promise. Okay, good. The neighbors might think, baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? No cabs to be had out there. Because, <laughs> baby, it's cold outside. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Was that my Twitter? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> my throwback? Did, didn't you post? Didn't you do something uh, karaoke? karaoke uh, I did. I did. Karaoke? I think it was two or three years ago. I did a karaoke, and the guy that was running, it's like, let's sing a duet. And I'm like, okay. There and he had go. no idea I knew the lyrics. All right. You're an entertainer. All right. Here's the last one. This is for uh, 100 points <laughs> for anybody. Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney when he came last year. Sorry. Yeah, your mom's gone, so it's okay now. <laughs> wow. Uh, Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney when he came last year. Name that song. <laughs> I basically said it. Phil, I'm turning off your radio privileges, man. <laughs> I'm provoking those. All right, freaks, any idea? No idea. All right, that, that's uh, Santa Claus Got Stuck in My Chimney by Ella Fitzgerald. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, there we go. Uh, naughty Christmas lyrics. That's what it's all about. But you did a great job. Meredith, and you do have a great voice, by the way. Oh, yes. Great job on that. Yes. yes. Good job. Well done. Well done. So, do this. Uh, tell First off, tell our listeners how they can maybe follow you on social media and, and watch, watch your karaoke uh, presentations. <laughs> hey, reach out to me. It's the same on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's at G-A-R-O-F, as in Frank, A-L-O, or Garofalo W-X for weather. And so I'm sure you can see us, me tagged in their posts. But yeah, say hello. Give me a follow. I'll follow back. We'll talk weather, but also lyrics, as Wait. you know. Did you just say Garofalo? Yeah, didn't you just say your name wrong? How everybody's gonna look at if they Google Janine Garofalo, they'll probably find the correct spelling because it's spelled the same way. So I suck it up a lot and you know put it to my long distance or long lost relative or whatever. (laughs) Sorry. All right. So I'll tell you what, hey guys, after the holidays, uh, everybody knows it's time to take back what you didn't need, and of course get what you really wanted. Right? Isn't that uh, what the holidays are all about? At WXShed.com, WeatherShed.com, they have a huge selection of weather-themed merchandise, including Stormfront Freaks shirts, mugs, face masks, and stickers. Uh, Go to WXShed.com and click on the Brands tab to find all your Stormfront Freaks favorites. But hey, it's time to take our final break. We've got hashtag WeatherFools, Wasted Weather Clips, and good old Weather Trollbot 5000 returns. That's all coming up next. This is Puerto Rican meteorologist Ada Monzon. You're listening to Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the Let's take a drive under the somber sky Let's take a drive under the moon tonight Welcome back, everyone. Uh, We got a crazy lineup for you guys here. Uh, First up, we have everyone's favorite part of the podcast, Weather Fools. And for those of you that are just joining us for the first time, or for those of you that have a short-term memory, Weatherfuls is, what is Weatherfuls? We're going out as the freaks. We're looking on YouTube. We're looking on Twitter. We're looking on anything where we can find something, a clip, a news story, or something that where basically it details someone that did something stupid, silly, or just downright dumb, and it has to do with the weather. I understand we have three Weatherfuls today. Dina, who is your Weatherful this week? Okay, mine is a nice snowy one just because we got a big storm. But this is this sets up where you could tell there's a guy on a bike, like a mountain bike on a ski slope. So that what could right possibly there, go wrong here, what Dina? What could possibly go wrong because I'll do skis. I'm not going to do a bike. So he's racing, and he is just oh, pedaling away, pedaling away, going go. hard. And you think, oh, good, he's almost uh-oh, done. He's uh-oh, at the end. Uh-oh, at the end uh-oh. of the road. Hit the snow fence. Somersault right over the fence. You know, like, isn't the snow fence supposed to prevent you from going into the crowd like that? I think that's different if you're on skis. Maybe you're oh. gravity it's, meant to feel, it, it's meant to make you feel safe, you know, like, it's, like yeah. the landing. 
But Why do so we take so much pleasure in other people's pain? I don't know, but everybody <laughs> just stood there and they keep clapping. You know, nobody goes over and helps them up either. But I just thought it was so funny. I'm like, he's going, he's going, and he can't stop, and he goes over the fence. You, you got to watch. The first time it. I skied here in Colorado. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Actually, actually, it wasn't Colorado. It was in Rapid City, South Dakota. Oh, I mean, up in the Black Hills, but. I all I know, I can't, I can't see, I all I know is I want to know what sport that is because I want in. All right, I want in. You want to do it? Yeah, heck yeah! Ride a bike down a mountain. That'd be sweet. You know, Wait, like mountain biking, but with skis. I don't know. He says that as he's going to Florida. Anyway, yeah. anyway, Dina, that was fantastic. That was Phil, who is your weather fool this week? All right. Well, of course it's winter, as Dina talked about, and so I'm oh, going to go to Canada. No, this is Canada. Sorry, this is the Ukraine. Uh, pretty much same thing. Um, but but. Uh, <laughs> This is uh, this is a video of an icy sidewalk, uh, oh. uphill sidewalk, oh, no. by the way. Oh, no. oh, no. There, there is oh. a there's oh, no. a girl or a woman or something that, that's trying to get up the sidewalk. Someone's trying to help her a little bit. She just she can't get up the sidewalk, and she even tries the to hold on to the side, and then the guy just gives up on her. She keeps going. She keeps going backwards. She falls down probably twenty times in the video. She tries. I think she's wearing UGGs. Look, she's crawling, <laughs> crawling and she's like, now. I got it. I got it, too. Think about the oh, security guard who's looking at this footage, how much fun they're having. <laughs> she's the trying to cross the road to get to the other side, and she's still falling on her butt. She can't even Phil, Phil when this clip first came up, I actually thought that was water out on the street. That's how much ice there was there. Wait, we all forgot the lady at the end who perfectly... I mean that's landing. that's proof how icy it was. She just went oh. down. Yeah, like know. a pro. <laughs> yeah, that uh that that's a good reminder. We always see those every time of year, but that that is something that I have not seen in a that's while. A, a so uh that's a great yeah. weatherful film, fantastic weatherful. Along the same lines, sticking on the same theme here, uh you guys may have seen this video, but uh you know, you got you guys know what's coming next here. So it's snowy going down a snowy hill. A bus hits a couple of cars and uh clearly can't stop, pushes those oh, cars into going. the intersection, and then oh, the cars no. keep coming. <laughs> it's it's called yeah, momentum, so, uh, it's a scientific so, uh, so now uh, he's uh oh, oh no, oh no. Oh, oh, basically oh, about four cars now come down the hill and can't stop and are running into the bus. And then another bus oh, is coming oh, down. Oh, oh, no, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Sandwich. It's so You guys so can't bad. hear it, but, it, but it's, it's, there's playing Christmas music in the background, too. So <laughs> it's oh, amazing. Trying to do something about the situation, but uh, he loses control and ends up sliding down to the hill right into the bus. There we go. Oh, oh no. Backwards. 
It would look no. like he did like a Dukes of Hazard spin. Here comes the plow truck. Oh, the plow truck's trying to do something, putting down some salt so he's doing his job. Oh, but, God. But, man, he's got oh, a lot no. of speed here coming right for the cop car. And. There <laughs> Nails the cop car. Oh man, the rear wheels come up. I'm telling you why. <laughs> so anyway, I feel like that's a so good, one. good. If you if you see a snowy road and it's and it's icy out, try to not go downhill. Try to just you know maybe try no forget yeah. that. Just if you see off. that, get your camera out. Yeah, that's that's what you yeah. should be doing. Get your yep. camera out. Great yeah. advice, Greg. Now everybody's going to be outside freezing their butts off in the snow. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Dedication. Yep. Yep. Dedication. All right, guys. Well, we've had uh, we've had some pretty great weather fools today. If you want to see the links to these videos, which I highly encourage because this is some of our best weather fools I think we've had in a while, <laughs> you can check out uh, our show is 121. You can check it out on stormfrontfreaks.com or on your favorite podcast app in the show notes. Now I'm kicking it over to someone to do a next segment <laughs> that I don't know what it is. It's, it's me. It's Dita. <laughs> All right, this is called Wasted Weather, and this is where we scour the dark web and find meteorologists' forecasts that have just had enough, and that said, I'm going to have a drink because I can't take it anymore, and they get all sauced up, and they do the forecast, and then, you know, there's plenty of, uh, I think, forecasts out there where they've recorded it and messed up, and then you record again, but, you know, we kind of found a few, and the next one... See if you can guess who it is. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so Dina, so uh, we pulled out a clip we found uh, tonight, and it, it was it was kind of um, garbled, right? We we had to kind of work the audio on it a little bit because because they they tried to secretly hide it from us. But our guest tonight, Meredith. Oh no! Yeah, it, it was it was five o'clock somewhere. And uh, the, you were you were given a forecast that they must have uh, recorded and then said no we got it we got to cut that and throw it in so uh, <laughs> Meredith see if you can remember what date this might have been on I don't know eighty five in Flagstaff ninety three in Salt Lake City going up a degree <laughs> as we get into your Monday but what wait was I still on the morning Phoenix. Shift? You might have been. 75 in Colorado Springs. Colorado. Monday, going to be some cooler air moving in. Moving. Was I Canadian there? You can see some heavier amounts with some of those thunderstorms, so just keep that in mind. That's where we watch that threat of flooding if we see that rain come down too quickly. <laughs> for Denver, you're going to be looking at the best chances for showers. You're still rolling it out. It's pretty Saturday good. Saturday into Sunday. Overnight temperatures going to be staying in the 50s, but then Sunday is when those temperatures really drop. Really? <laughs> really? Oh my God. All right. So, anyway, oh, so Meredith, great job. Oh my god, are they really sound I, like I that? don't know if you remember what, <laughs> what you were celebrating on that day. But... At the end, though, you said, so-and-so, you're my best friend, and I love you. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to work with you. 
guys are the best. Did you get suspended with pay after that, Meredith, or without pay? Uh, well, I guess you, we're going to have to leave that for the mystery, right? Well, you, yeah. you, uh, my guess is you probably, here's what tends to happen in situations like this, right? You get a lot of viewers all of a sudden tuning in to go, what the heck is going on? Mm. So they might have encouraged it. I, I don't know. What, and then they gave her, what, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays off? Is that the there we go. That's why they demoted me to three days off, because they need me on the air four days a week. You know, all right. Anyway, great job, Meredith. That, that was Thank outstanding. You. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump. As, as promised, uh, this is always a fan favorite as well as uh, a little weather troll bot, Greg. Yeah, weather troll bot. This is that part of the show where, you know what, we, we go to people like Meredith, who has actually been a subject of Weather Trollbot, and we, we take people who have said really nasty things or unflattering things about our friends in the weather community, and our friends in the weather community are always very polite, and they, they give a response, and they, you know, they, they say nice things to their audience. <laughs> they don't want to get in trouble with their producers. Um, but, but, you know, we don't always think that that's good enough. And, and so, uh, Phil, I believe you found Weather Trollbot at a garage sale uh, a long time yeah. ago. I, yep. I think that's what happened. And, but the way it works is We're that fine. we plug in, uh, our, our weather friends, we plug in their response to the trolls. <laughs> and Weather Trollbot will actually spit out what they were really thinking. And so, uh, Phil, you said we've got a couple uh, trolls that we're going to be talking about today. We do, yeah. We, we got a couple, and this is definitely this is the time, Meredith's mom, to put on your earmuffs. Uh, because uh, Weather Trollbot has been known to really say it like it is. And, and, and I'll say this. If you guys recall, last time we had Weather Trollbot on, she wasn't working really well. Mm. And and so I, yeah. I, I I've been tinkering with her a little bit, and and it's getting cold out in the garage. That's kind of where I leave her, and uh, so I, I have no promises on on her performance tonight. But I will I will share with you the two situations that we're going to plug in tonight. So this was of course Ginger Z. I mean we've talked about calling this the Ginger Z Weather Trollbot Five Thousand yeah. segment, mm-hmm. uh, but of course it, we we got to have her on. I think just about every. Time we bring in Weather Trollbot, but this uh, Col- this was a Twitter. This person is at Colby Winters, so we're not afraid to throw people under the bus. Yeah, call them out, call them yep. out. So here's Colby. Colby said, after all these years, I still can't decide if Ginger Z is hot. Sometimes I'm like, damn girl, and sometimes I'm like, eh, jerk. Yeah. Cool. I think okay. we were talking about. I think we were talking about this like wow. ten minutes ago. Weren't yeah, we? uh, uh, over the break we were we were yep. discussing this with Meredith and Dina, and so so here's the thing, right, Meredith? As you talked about on break, um, all of our weather friends that get trolled, they're always professional and they're always Very. you know uh, taking the high road as you talked about, like you do, and so their response is always really nice. And and Ginger Z was no different. She said, "Ha ha ha! Thanks?" Question <laughs> mark. Also wondering how consistent the science that I'm translating comes across. Hopefully it's better than the hot scale. Yeah. Right? Nice. Great answer. That is a good that's, one. A, that's a pro answer. Just professional, right? I mean, yes. that's, that's making all of her ABC News uh, administrators happy, and she's being professional. So what we got to do, we got to plug that into Weather Trollbot. 
Oh. Yep, and then she kind of computes, so she's got to go through the computation. And then we find out whether Trollbot's going to kick out what Ginger was really thinking. Here's what Ginger was really thinking. This is good right here. Not sure what to think of this. You seem to be winking at me at giving me the bird at the same time. I still can't believe. No matter how good I do my job, like this still shows up in my feed every day. Meredith, can you can you can you uh, can relate. relate to that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes you never know what's going through our mind. And I probably thank God for Trollbot because otherwise we'd all be fired. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I feel like Phil, you're going to be getting people sending you yeah, their troll saying, stuff now. I no, I'll be honest with you. Of of all the segments, like I used to get a ton of hashtag Weather Fools sent to us all the time, yeah. uh, and we still we still get you know our listeners send us that. But I'm getting Trollbot wrecking all the time. I've got a <laughs> backlog of this stuff. So really, uh, wow. I do. Yep. All right. So here's the, here's the the second one. So I said I had two for you. Uh, and this is a new one, I think. I don't think we've had Cindy on before. So uh, Cindy Fitzgibbon, she's a meteorologist at WCVB-TV in Boston. And um, this was a troll on Twitter. It's at Glenn underscore Perkin. And I want you to know, I say that, and, and I'll, I, I, I just quick looked up his, uh, his Twitter you know, bio. Said, conservative, living in impossible liberal Massachusetts. So I just I just preface that because this might understand a little bit. So Glenn, Glenn says, I can't believe you just encouraged to wear the mask in the cold to keep your face warm. Try do physical labor with those masks, Cindy. The sweat builds up under the mask. You get acne, rashes, not to mention CO2 build up in your lungs. Come on, miss. WTH, please don't. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. All right. That's so, CO2 but no. up in danger. <laughs> so here's Cindy and and you right, Cindy, great professional response. I mean, just a sweetheart says, "My point was if you have to wear a mask like kids waiting at a bus stop to get into school, then it's more tolerable in the cold than when it's warmer out. Clearly it's never ideal." especially doing anything physical. Great answer. Very good. But but you guys know that's not what Cindy's no. thinking. <laughs> right? So we're, we're going to punch this into Trollbot. And uh, we're going to find out what Cindy was really thinking. Here is what Cindy was really thinking. WTF. What a buff sad response. You're worried about acne? Be a man. I can't believe I have to share oxygen with a science ignorant a-hole like this guy. Hey, Glenn, don't fall off the earth when you get to the horizon. <laughs> wow. Wow. Throwing wow. wow. a little Cindy. flat earther shade there as well. Wow. That's great. That's fantastic. Uh, all right. So, uh, Meredith, welcome to the Stormfront Freaks podcast, by the way. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll keep moving on. Let's, uh, let's check our fan box. Send me a postcard. Drop me a line. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We did get a little bit of mail. 
least we got one. Thank you Paige, <laughs> That's all right. for checking up with us. And speaking of weather trollbot uh, 5000 and the fact that that's kind of a fan favorite as well. Paige says, catching up on Stormfront Freaks podcast, actually dying at weather trollbot 5000 and then a bunch of laughing emojis. Too. Oh, thanks, um, so right on. I, I'm sure Paige is enjoying this episode as well then with another episode <laughs> of weather trollbot 5000. So thanks for checking in, Paige. And you too can... Uh, Ask us questions and send us comments by looking us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or writing to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. So I'll say this. So Kurt, Curtis, one of our uh, Patreon members that's with us live, said whether Trollbot needs its own Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody know? Yeah. Can, can you play on Twitter? Can you play audio that has swear words in it and stuff like that? Will they? I don't know they that we want to do that, but who knows? Maybe we'll write um, a share. Huh. Yes, you do. <laughs> That's genius. That's it really is. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, everybody. I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. And this season, season number five of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. But thanks for listening or watching. Uh, before I get into who our next guest is going to be, if you like the show, you know, don't forget to subscribe or follow the show. Usually, if you're listening to us on your podcast app, there's a subscribe button or a follow button uh, that you can pick. And all that does is just make sure the minute we upload a new episode, you're going to get notified that there's a new one available for you to listen to. Uh, it's absolutely free to, to subscribe and really helps us out. And, and also think about, who, you know, who, who's a big, big weather fan who appreciates the weather culture? like you happen to do uh, that you might want to share our podcast with as well. We're definitely trying to get the word out about that. And uh, don't forget, visit patreon.com slash stormfront freaks. You can check out all the ways you can support us and how we can actually do more with you, which is kind of the goal there. Uh, whether it's our live access to view our raw recordings and chat with us uh, like some like Curtis and others are doing tonight. Maybe it's the monthly virtual happy hours we do. We're going to do happy one tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and I'll tell you what, what I love about the monthly happy hours we do as a group with all of our Patreon members. Uh, it's, it's an opportunity for us to all chat, not during a show, right? So we can actually chat about what's going on in life and, and what's happening and, and drink. Which you play is a drinking the best game part. or two, you know, right, Phil? Uh, and, and you can also even join us in our green room with our guests uh, during our show recordings. All you got to do is visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks, and you can join us. Uh, and especially thank you for supporting our efforts uh, to be able to bring you this content. We do appreciate that. More importantly, special thanks to our guest tonight, uh, Meredith Garfalo. Meredith, thank you. Thank you. Meredith, you awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So thank you so much. And we'll definitely have to do this again. I can't believe it's been 121 episodes to finally get you on. Uh, but uh, we won't hey, wait 2020, that long. Hey, it's 2020. Anything's possible, right? That's right. <laughs> we, won't, we, won't, we won't wait that long again. And I want you to know our next episode. So we're going to be back after the holidays with season six of Stormfront Freaks podcast, which is oh, unbelievable wow. that uh, wow. we've already made it this far. Yeah. Seasons? And who better, who better to kick off the new year than first-time guest Stephanie Abrams from the Weather Channel is going to be oh, with man. us. Yay! All right. Uh, so I, I think we're finally in the good graces of the Weather Channel again. Um, <laughs> uh, and I shouldn't say that. They might be listening and might yeah, pull, careful. Her, pull her off before we have a chance. But no, we're looking forward to have Stephanie on. That'll be a lot of fun. We're recording live and raw 
for our Patreon members on January 7th. That's when uh, we'll be doing that show. So for MJ, Maz, uh, Brady, Greg, Dina, and Meredith, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we'll catch you guys all next time. So good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.